found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Jim and Trent, we say hello to you here on 1700, of course, the big talker, and a great show lined up for you today. Uh, coming up at 420, uh, Seth Gruner, uh, uh, Gruen will be here, Bleacher Report on Major League Baseball. At 440, John Bonenkamp, Burlington Hawkeye, will get into the Tyler Cook scenario. And at 5 o'clock, you're going to hear Cook's teleconference. So we'll have that for you. At 525, Ken Silverstein will be our guest. How you doing there, pal? Oh, Jimmy B, what a day that it is. Everything uh, turned out to be well, pretty much the exact opposite of, of what we anticipated. It was, I felt like Tyler Cook was as good as gone. And there was the conversation that we had going back to after Iowa had their award ceremony. And you heard some things come out, Cordell Pemsel. Looked like maybe he was leaning on leaving, and it was going to depend on what happened with Tyler Cook. Then Tyler Cook deciding not to talk to the media. I really felt like it was going to be Tyler Cook off to the NBA, at least keeping his name in the NBA draft. I thought he had one foot out the door. It was a frustrating season, and and maybe that's a component that we we didn't take a look enough at going back to when he made this decision here a couple months ago, because during that time period, Tyler Cook coming off a 4-14 and season in the Big Ten, the frustrations that they had, just never being able to really get in sync. They had a stretch where they played some decent basketball in December, but overall, it was a rough, rough season. And some of that frustration that was there lingers right away, but it dissipates as the season went on. And, and Later today in the program, we're going to hear from Tyler Cook. I was part of the the teleconference. Very interesting perspective from him. The workouts that he had in the NBA. He didn't get into specifics about what NBA people told him, what was wrong, what part of the game he really needed to get into. It wasn't that, but that there were opportunities there where it wasn't this open and shut case that many people believed it was. He's not going to be drafted, not going to happen. He's not going to get a deal. He's not going to get a two-way deal. Because listening to him today, and you'll hear it at 5 o'clock, he did have opportunities. There were teams that were willing to do something. Again, particulars weren't there. That leads to speculation, and the speculation, at least from my angle, is that, yes, he did have a chance to probably have a two-way deal with somebody, an opportunity to go out there and play in the G League, develop, do those types of things. But for his development, for Zip, opportunity to play at the next level, and and I think most importantly, a chance to become a first-rounder, coming back to school obviously was the best chance for him, the best choice for him going forward in his NBA career. So dead wrong on that one. And then Jimmy B, on, on the other side, you got Lindell Wigington. And when he initially comes out, it felt also pretty cut and dry. Yeah, he's putting his name in there, but he's going to be back. And as it continued, Tyler Cook, it felt like the chances maybe were increasing. I still didn't think he was going to end up back in a Hawkeye uniform. Lyndall Wigginton, it seemed like the chances were going the other way, where it felt more and more like he was getting feedback from NBA teams that he was ready to move on. And the other part of this speculation, the other piece that I was left with, was just the lack of communication that it felt like there was with him and Prome and the rest of the coaching staff. You heard Steve Prome as he was out there talking to the media, 
talking to the fans when he was out on the Cyclone tailgate tour. And, and it continued to be, oh, he's 50-50. We'll see. Haven't talked a whole lot. That's what led me to believe that that the chances were certainly increasing. But it's great news. It's great news certainly for our state. It's great news to get these guys back in the fold and, and lead to Jim, I, I think, a season where the anticipation, again, the expectations are going to be big on both sides. I'm with you on that. I think it'll be bigger for Iowa State sure. just because of the two additions of Shyock and Jacobson. And I'm not even going to talk about the incoming freshmen. Just those two guys uh, just completely turn Iowa State into a contender. For Iowa, it's big that he is coming back. But, Trent, you and I, both of us, were, and I think a lot of the media members last year thought this team was going to be contending for an NCAA bid, and they just sucked pond water. It was dreadful, considering the talent that they had. And so now, I, I don't know if I can sit here today and be as optimistic as I would be on Iowa State's chances after what we witnessed last season out of Iowa with the same guys. I know they add Wieskamp. Okay, I get it. But it's the same guys. So for me, they're really, I guess I'm going to go to Missouri on that one, the show-me state. They're really going to have to show me how much better they can be. It's a big piece of it, obviously, is what they're yeah. going to do on that end. And I'm kind of with you there. I mean, they're saying the right things. Uh, Fran McCaffrey, yep. I was in the teleconference earlier today with him. He said the right thing, certainly, of what they're doing on that end. I thought a really interesting component there is one of the biggest things. He didn't get into X's and O's and, and things they need to change, but he said he had to get the guys to buy back in. But for the people that believe that Fran McCaffrey lost this team and, and during that frustration of last year that it was out and, and the ship had turned on Fran McCaffrey, I think what we've seen here throughout this. Remember initially when you know Tom Caker told us he thought upwards of five guys were going to be leaving the program? Tyler Cook among them, we see two guys leave. And two guys that, frankly, weren't a big part of what this team is going to be this season. And Ellingson going to Drake and, of course, Ahmad Wagner making his way over to the Kentucky football team. Those guys weren't a big part of the plans this year. I think it shows you that Fran McCaffrey, even as frustrating as last season was, he hasn't lost his program. Now he's got to reinvigorate things, though, and figure out what happens at that defensive end. I thought that was good, though, to see that, and I think that says a lot about Iowa basketball. I, I, they're going to have to do something, Trent. You and I have clamored for that ever since the season was over. So hopefully they do create some sort of awareness to play at least some defense from time to time. Uh, you just can't have the same scenario of thinking that you're going to outscore everybody because if that was the case last year it didn't happen and it didn't work you won four big 10 games that's it and uh, another dreadful season with the talent now that is on this team uh, and the addition of Wieskamp you're going to get McCaffrey to, uh, to play again so from that standpoint, you would think automatically that this team is going to be a much better basketball team. I'd like to say that oh, they're going to be 500 in the Big Ten at least, and they're going to win 22 games. I can't do that right now. I just can't. 
I'm uh, I'm still with you, and I, the Big Ten, there was a lot of talent that decided to return outside of Kevin Herter yes. at Maryland, yeah. and, and the guys that are no-brainers, you know, Bridges leaving Michigan State and the like. Right, yeah. Th- there's a lot of guys coming back. I don't know if the Big Ten's going to be great next year, but it has to be better, at least top to bottom, than it was a year ago. There was just there was such a clear divide between the top four and everybody else. And Nebraska went 13-5. and five. That, to me, was more on the heels of, the way the schedule played out. They played Purdue, Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. They played them all one time. If they played double plays against those teams, I'm going to guess their record would have been closer to 10-8, and eight, something like that. Plus, you're going to 20 conference games this year. That's going to play a piece here. It's going to be interesting, but the expectations have ramped up on both sides. And, Jim, I posed this question earlier today on Twitter. What is more likely for next season? Iowa mm-hmm. makes the NCAA tournament, just makes it there, or Iowa okay. State makes a Sweet 16. What's more Ooh, likely boy. in your mind? Oh, oh man, that's tough. Look, I, I know Iowa State's really going to be improved. <sighs> Big 12 will be tough again. And you and you say Sweet 16 for Iowa State? Sweet 16. I can't, I can't, I can't go there. I, I, I can't do that yet. No, I, I'll say likelihood would be Iowa finds a way to sneak in mm-hmm. to the dance. See, That's I, I. I just I. Sweet sixteen is uh, until we actually see how everything gels together with Shyock and Jacobson and the new guys that are coming in, and if Weiler Bab can stay healthy. Um, look, they're they're going to be a talented team. Bill Self has already come out and said these guys are going to be really good. Mm-hmm. He's already said that from Kansas. So. Uh, and you and I both believe they're going to be an NCAA team. I can't say Sweet 16, yo, until we actually see some games, so we get a, a feel of what they're really trying to do. Oh, the cop out is always from Britson. Not going to take a. Hey, stand. I picked Iowa. I picked Iowa all on, right, on the thing all right. there. I, I don't. I, 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 I like was explaining my pick. No, I was explaining my pick. That's all. <laughs> For me, Jim. I, excuse me. I think this is very simple. Yeah. Much like you with the defense, I, I just I can't see this Iowa team getting there because of the issues that they had defensively, and it's not like there was a big roster turnover like you do see at Iowa State. Just think of this Cyclone lineup. All right, you're going to go out your backcourt, Lindell Wigington and a healthy Nick Weiler-Babb. You got Shayok, you got Tally, you have Jacobson, Lard, and Young all in the middle. That isn't even mentioning a recruiting class, one of the top 20 in the country, including a top 50 talent in Talon Horton-Tucker, mm-hmm. Zion Griffin, another top 100 player. I think the other two are maybe a little bit further away. I haven't even brought up Terrence Lewis, who I still have belief could do something this year, Jimmy B. (laughs) Lineup combinations, you can play so many different ways. I think Mm -hmm. they have the complete package. I think Iowa State's going to be really good. Not just good enough to get back to a tournament. I think Sweet 16, that is a realistic goal for this squad. Wow! I like them up there right behind Kansas. Everybody's talking about Kansas State. You know what? Kansas State, well, they had a bracket open up for them. They played a 16 seed in the round of 32. There's no way that Kansas State team without Wade last year was going to go out there and beat Virginia in the round of 32. They were lucky that they got a little bit of help in that bracket. They were a lead eight team, but that doesn't make them one of the top eight teams in the country. That's too simple. Kansas State, everybody wants to put second. For me, right now as I look at it today, before we even get to June, Iowa State's the second-best team in the Big 12. Wow. And absolutely a team that's going to be a Sweet 16 team. 
Wow. Wow. Okay, pal. I'm going to hold you to that one then when we start getting late into basketball well, season. Well, hey, hey, it's May 31st, all right? I, yeah. I got a full summer. <laughs> I can pull back on that. But as I look at it today. Now you're pumping the brakes. Now well, you're pumping the brakes. I mean, you, yeah, you okay. go out there. You okay, throw no, it, you, I got it. You got to be wild from okay. time to time. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. B, so it's not only the basketball news that we got yesterday. Of course, while we're on the air, we talked a little bit about Lindell Wigginton. Then after we get yep. off. Cook makes his announcement. Today, earlier this afternoon, football start times are being released. They're coming through hot and heavy. We got the first three games for Iowa State. We got the seven of the 12 games already announced for Iowa and the start times there. Football season is getting closer, Jim Brinson. And we talk about the anticipation for basketball that's going to be there. Combined with both Iowa and Iowa State this year in football, yes. this is yeah. an anticipated season, as I can remember, in my life here in the state of Iowa and we get a great start time for the Cyhawk game. Four o'clock, plenty of time to get yeah. lathered up, get those lungs ready <laughs> at Kinnick Stadium, get some booze in you. That environment will be a great for a four o'clock kickoff. I, I'm with you. I, I can't wait for that Cyhawk game. You know it's my favorite game of the year and has been ever since I, I moved to the great state of Iowa. I, I just find it uh, because you referenced it earlier about what the – possibilities are for Iowa State and Iowa football. They're going to be good football teams. Mm -hmm. they, they, they have, at least on paper, as we look at it right now, the key ingredient on offense, quality quarterbacks. Both teams have that. The next ingredient, running back, Iowa State with Montgomery. And Iowa's probably going to do a little committee with the loss of Akram Wadley, but they should be good enough with those guys that they have there. And I, I just think I just think that they're that this particular Cyhawk game, coming off on the heels of the Cyhawk game, Trent, that was an absolute unbelievable college football game, the way that it ended, and the possibility of having a similar contest at four o'clock in the afternoon, this time at Kinnick. In Iowa City, man, oh, man, oh, man, that is seriously tantalizing, and I can't wait. We're set up in a big way. Well, we got to take a break here. We're going to talk a little baseball, as, yes, we still do have to get through baseball summer before we get to college <laughs> yeah. football and college basketball, but a lot to get into coming up on the other side. Our buddy Seth Groom, we'll talk some baseball with him. We'll also talk a little bit about the Big Ten and what's going on with all the uh, guys coming back to school how much improved is the Big Ten going to be in basketball? We'll get into that next as we take you to 6 o'clock tonight. Also, high school baseball on the airwaves this evening. Norwalk hosting Des Moines Roosevelt, 7 o'clock with that one with the pregame. 7.30 with the first pitch here on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC. Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker. 1700 KBGG. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at RushOnBusiness.com where Rush Niggett can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry PC and Rush Niggett. 
Sponsored by KFC. This summer, get a KFC Extra Crispy $20 fill-up. Meal includes eight pieces of Extra Crispy Chicken plus all the fixins. This offer is not everywhere and not forever. Prices may vary. Tax and substitutions extra. Ask Sherwin-Williams and save 30% on paints and stains during the National Painting Week sale. That's 30% off a fresh coat of color for your home or your whole community. From SW Rural Green to SW Cityscape, our experts are always available. But this sale only lasts May 25th through June 4th. Visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store today. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Hey, you want that car in front of you, don't you? Or what about that one over there? That, my friend, is Car Envy. And all you need to do is say, show me the Carfax. And you can find great deals at Carfax.com because now you can search millions of used car listings anytime, anywhere. Plus, get a free Carfax report with every search. Don't miss out on your deal. Start your used car search now at Carfax.com. Running low on the stuff you need? Time for a Target run. We're here for all the big moments and the little ones, too. Like taking your meal to the park. Spend $20 on picnic essentials like paper plates, trash bags, and food storage and get a free $5 gift card. Or get cooking with a free $5 gift card when you spend $20 on meat and grill till the sun sets. And buy four, get a free $5 gift card on select soap, deodorant, and more. Get low prices on thousands of items today and every day. Target run and done. Pricing may vary. Restrictions may apply. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Imagine that there's a place where you can have a good time and do good, too. At the Blank Park Zoo, you can. There's a whole world of animals to discover, tons of fun things to do, and so many cool things to see. And the whole time you're having fun, you're actually helping animals. How awesome is that? Every trip to the zoo is an adventure and a chance to help threatened wildlife everywhere. Imagine that. Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Stop by today to see the many unique rings in all price ranges. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. 
The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back in. We roll all the way for your listening pleasure until 6 o'clock tonight, right here on the Big Talker 1700. Uh, We need to do a little baseball conversation, and the guy who uh, can enlighten us is Seth Gruen. And he joins us right now, and we say hello to him. Seth, how are you, and where are you right now with what you have seen from the Chicago Cubs? Are they starting to look like the Cubs team now that most people anticipated to see? Yeah, well, thank you, Jimmy. I'm, I'm good today. Chicago, uh, and, and, yeah, I think we're seeing more of the Cubs team that, We've been used to over the past few years. I, I, I just believe that it's a streaky group. I think that they're the kind of team that can hit six, seven home runs in a game. I really do. They have that kind of power. Um, but by that same token, they're not the greatest group of breaking ball hitting players. And, and what that means is that they're prone to slump. You know, when, when you got guys on base, uh, pitchers are more afraid to miss. They'll throw you less junk. Um, and when guys aren't getting on base, uh, they're prone to throwing more junk. So from that respect, it kind of snowballs. But to answer your question, yeah, I think this looks more like the Cubs team that we're used to. But I'd be remiss if I didn't say that I think this division has gotten much, much better. I think it was predictable. I think St. Louis looks more like the Cardinal teams that we're used to. I expect them to make a late charge. And, you know, all of the praise in the world goes to David Stearns, who's done a masterful job in Milwaukee and rebuilding that team, which, you know, looks well on its way to making the playoffs. So uh, I think the Cubs look better. I think the Central looks better. And overall, I think it's going to be a much more competitive division. Right there with you, Seth. I, I completely agree with that. This division, I, a lot better than anticipated. You know, the other piece, uh, obviously, about the Cubs this week is the slide that everybody continues to talk about. Anthony Rizzo going down at the catcher, making a play, throwing to first base. is Where where do you sit on it? I mean, do you consider that a dirty play? Is it is it being overstated? Has Joe Madden lost his mind? Where, where do you sit here today as you look back upon that? You know, I, I think it's a loaded question. Certainly, I expect Joe Madden to defend his guy. Uh, in the letter of the law, currently, was it a dirty play? Probably. I mean, he looked to slide out of the base pass to break up a double play. 
Um, you know, and, and Anthony Rizzo's a great guy. He's great for the game. He is the face of that organization. Chris Bryant may be the best player, but Anthony Rizzo is the face of that organization. He does great things off the field. I don't know that there's an athlete that I'm more a fan of than Anthony Rizzo, just given all that he does, all, all of his charitable efforts. But, yeah, I, I think it was a dirty play. Now, do I think that baseball has maybe gone a little overboard in legislating some of the quote-unquote violence out of the game? Yeah, I do. I mean, this is sports. They're physical. I think plays at the plate are exciting. And I think anything we do to diminish that takes away from the game a little bit. I, I still believe that there's no more exciting play in baseball than a play at the plate. So, you know, it's a loaded question, but, you know, sometimes it gets wrong that night. Yeah, I believe they did. Seth Grimoon is our guest. We're talking Major League Baseball right here on the Big Talker 1700. Uh, let's go quickly then to Trent's Minnesota Twins. Uh, Cleveland out of the gate stumbling around. Don't do it, uh, Jim. But... Don't, don't go to the Twins. Nobody <laughs> wants to. They stink. They stink. No, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm telling you, Seth, the poor guy, he was on them like you couldn't believe. It's his It's his baseball team. He loves to watch them play. And when they began the season, he really thought they had a chance to kind of hang around. What happened to the Minnesota Twins, Seth? Well, obviously they haven't been great over the last 10, 12 games or so. Um, and, and look, as they fall behind and you look at things, I think, you know, first and foremost, you've got to win at home. And when your record's below 500 at home, you're not really going to go anywhere. You've got to defend home field. I mean, even if you look up and down that division, I don't know last time I looked if there's a team in the AL Central that actually has a winning record on the road. It's uh, the team that's been the best at home, the Indians, um, that has prevailed so far. And obviously they've been good uh, over the last week or so and, and, and have a good winning streak going. But I believe really this is a case of the cream rising to the top. I never believed that the Twins really had a shot in that division. Uh, I did believe that they had a chance to wild card, but then, you know, you look at what's happening in the AL East, and that becomes more and more unlikely. Uh, whichever team between Boston and New York loses that, I expect, to be in the wild card. And then, obviously, in the West, Houston and Seattle are both uh, off and running. Look, we've seen things ebb and flow for Seattle, so there's a chance that Minnesota could climb back into this. But, um, yeah, at the end of the day, I think it starts with just winning at home if you're the Twins. You know, one of the big reasons, at least to me, has been injuries, and it happens over the course of a baseball season. But, you know, the curious case of Byron Buxton, a guy that had a very slow start, number one prospect in baseball. He was ranked ahead of Chris Bryant. He was ranked ahead of a lot of the young stars that we're seeing in the game. Came back, was on fire the last two months of last season, and, and we're back to the same old, same old. A toe injury, a broken toe, concussion. He just He seemingly can't stay healthy, and then when he comes back, it takes forever for him to get ramped back up. Is Byron Buxton kind of who he is, a guy that has too many moving parts at the plate? He'll always be a great defender, but maybe that's about it. Yeah, look, I, I think he's going to hang around the league for, for the reason that you just alluded to, the fact that he plays a great and we knew that when he was up and coming. But I think, yeah, he's one of these guys who's been snake-bitten by injuries. And we've seen this before with top prospects. Jerkson Profar was out of baseball for a year. Um, and at one time, was the most sought-after prospect in the game. I mean, they're, they're, the Cubs, before they traded for Addison Russell, made, made a really, really big push for Profar in that Matt, Matt Garza, potential Matt Garza deal. 
Um, so, so this isn't something that we haven't seen before. But Trent, yeah, I'd agree that that your assessment right now, he is what he is, and it's just about getting healthy and staying healthy. And I think that you know the one thing that even the best prospects in the game can't elude is is injuries. And you know some of this is about luck and and you know staying healthy. And and in Buxton's case, he's just taken the wrong step, or you know just. You know, gotten snake bitten by injury. It's sometimes a matter of luck. But um, look, there, there's no reason to turn your back on him if you're a Twins fan. I, I think he still has unique talent. And, you know, if, if he's able to turn around, obviously that organization is going to be all the much better. From the Kansas City Royals standpoint, we do have a few Royals fans in our listening audience. Uh, they went through, like, 20-some years of just god-awful baseball. Finally, it worked, and everything gelled. They got their minor league system in great shape. Players came up, uh, tweaked it with a couple of really good free agents, went to a World Series, won a World Series, challenged again, and now they are back in rebuilding mode. Seth, will it take them another 15 years again, or can they flip that switch, say, in five years? Well, I think they can flip the switch in five years. I just think that's the ebb and flow of a mid-market, a really small market team. Kansas City certainly operates like one. And, look, they're trying to restock with prospects. I think the only way that Kansas City is going to win another World Series is with a boatload of young, controllable players um, and maybe building through the bullpen because we know that those kind of arms are still cheap and it's, really possible for a small market team or you even look at what the Orioles have done in a competitive AL East, even though you know they probably have a few more dollars to spend. You can build a solid bullpen and, and that's almost more valuable than a great starting staff. So, you know, I think it starts there. That's kind of the way that Kansas City can impact the organization and impact itself through free agency and, and kind of like you alluded to, Jimmy, uh, they're in rebuild mode, but not I don't think it's going to take another 15 years. I just think it's going to take the right set of prospects. All right, Seth, before we run out of time, I want to jump over to the Big Ten with you a little bit. Of course, your your podcast, Big Ten Unfiltered, out there. And, well, going to be a special guest uh, later in this week. Yours truly will be joining Seth for that one. But <laughs> before, uh, before the football side of things and the Big Ten West that we always like to talk about, basketball. Iowa gets some big news yesterday. Tyler Cook going to make his way back to Iowa City. They return 95% of their scoring. You got Michigan State, another high-level recruits coming in with the Spartans. It was a down year last year in the Big Ten. A lot of guys outside of really hurt or coming back that some people weren't sure about. How much better can the Big Ten be in hoops this season? Well, um, I, I think certainly given how poor a year it was, the only, the only direction to go is up. Do I expect them to get more teams in the NCAA tournament? Uh, yes, I do, but with that said, they lose a lot of high-impact players. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., obviously got you expected to leave, but nonetheless, a player that the Big Ten loses probably will be a top-five pick. Miles Bridges off that Michigan State team, you know, they got forego, you know, chose to leave. Um, so, so they lose a lot of top-end talent, which obviously hurts some of these teams. But, you know, with that said, you, you think Northwestern takes a step back in the right direction. Um, you know, hopefully Wisconsin improves on what was a down year. I think that's possible. 
Um, you know, I think Illinois could take a step. You mentioned Iowa gets all that scoring back, and we know what they're able to do in the open floor when they have guys who can score the basketball. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a better year, but a year that maybe doesn't have the kind of star power it did last year. But, you know, it seems like Big Ten basketball, whenever uh, whenever there's a lot of buzz, disappoints, and, and, and whenever they're kind of under the radar, it seems to, to show up and, and get nine teams in the Big Ten tournament. So, you know, with that said, I definitely think that this coming season will be better than the last. Thank you, Seth. It's always good, pal, when we take some time and you talk baseball and, and football and basketball and hockey and tennis and golf with us, man. Thank you. It's always you good. It. You got it, guys. That's Seth Gruen, everybody, right there. Uh, you know, Trent, he's right, I guess, about the Kansas City Royals. You know, I got, because it's only three hours away and Minneapolis is like three and a half hours away, at least that's the way I drive, that... You could get to a ball game, and, and and then when Kansas City got good, so many people made that drive from Des Moines down there to mm-hmm. watch them play. And I would assume that the same took place when the Twins were, you know, making that run to get uh, into the playoffs and playing that wild card game, same thing. Uh, but when they fall on hard times and then even if you're a fan you just shake your head and you're you're thinking to yourself oh god now how long again do i have to wait that was my point with him yeah it's it's frustrating and yeah. though it it is very interesting and we're seeing this season you know the red sox and the yankees kind of running away and hiding what houston's right. been able to do yep. here the last couple of years <clears throat> but but that gap between the haves and the have nots it's not nearly as significant as it is in the NBA, right? I mean, the, the difference in the NBA is huge. We've seen the Kansas City Royals win an, uh, an MLB championship, a world championship, yeah. just a couple years back. We don't see the Sacramento Kings do that. We don't see even the Denver no. Nuggets do that, or the Minnesota Teagles, no. or, or the Grizzlies, or on and on and on. I mean, everybody rips on the, the Major League Baseball because of this divide I mean, it's nothing compared to basketball. Why doesn't basketball get the same tirades that are thrown out there? I don't know why that is, um, to be honest with you. I, I, that, that's, a, that's an excellent question. Maybe it's, maybe it's because with the addition of one or two players on a basketball team, you can go from worst to first. Okay? But you can do that in baseball. And- you can do that in baseball with with with, with one or two guys. Really? Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. You can do that. Didn't nineteen ninety one World Series worst to first? It, it's not like they went yeah. out and, yeah. and made a You're ton right. of different moves. Yeah, it can happen. And you know what? You make those two moves in the NBA. It's not going to matter. You're still not winning a title. The only way to win a well, title is to have yeah. three, four, five guys that are at a lead level. Yeah, you're right about that. That's the way the league is uh, has moved. There's no question about that. Uh, John Bonencamp is coming up, everybody. We'll get into uh, the Tyler Cook scenario for the Iowa Hawkeyes. We'll also get into some football as well because Trent and I discussed some of the start times, and man, oh, man, we cannot wait. It's all coming your way right here on the Big Talker 1700. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. (laughs) 
All of us parents have heard about skyrocketing college tuition costs and staggering student loan debt for graduates and naturally wonder, what can you do? We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. A 529 college savings plan allows parents or relatives to set aside money for their future college students and possibly save on taxes too. With an automatic monthly savings plan, this makes for a simple and steady way to add to this account. For information, visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. For today, partly cloudy and warm with a high near 91 degrees, mostly clear and dry overnight tonight with a low near 67. I'm Local 5 meteorologist Taylor Knust. Need to control frizzy, out-of-control hair? Try Suave's Almond and Shea Butter Shampoo and Conditioner. It keeps hair smooth and moisturized. Try it with Suave's money-back guarantee. Suave, for hair you can believe. It's Ryobi Days at the Home Depot, where the best prices on Ryobi tools come out to play. Like a Ryobi One Plus Battery Kit 2-Pack, just 99 bucks. Two high-performance batteries, a charger, bag, plus your choice of a free select cordless Ryobi One Plus tool from the world's largest 18-volt tool system. And you can't beat free. Ryobi Day Savings, in-store or online at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through June 20th at participating stores. Claim based on stem pack style batteries. See store for details and product exclusions. Golf Headquarters, 2900 University Avenue, Clock Tower Square, West Des Moines, is loaded with great golf gear for Father's Day. Golf Headquarters Father's Day sale starts now. Cleveland Wedges, $79.99. Callaway Hybrids, $89.99. Odyssey Pro Putters, $99.99. Pro V1 Reloads or Father's Day promo at $19.99 a dozen. But Joy Superlights Golf Shoe, now $59.99 on closeout. Taylor made drivers on special for $199.99. Golf Headquarters Clock Tower Square has the new Ping G400. Taylor made twist face drivers and the jailbreak Callaway Woods. All the best in stock and on sale. Golf Headquarters 5-star Google Fitting Review says it all, and Launch Monitor Fitting with Certified Fitters is free with purchase for Father's Day. Nike Puma Adidas on sale from 10 to 50% off. TaylorMade Golf Balls $14.99 a dozen. Golf Bags on sale starting at $79.99. Golf Headquarters Father's Day sale starts now. Give certificates available. One-day golf club regripping service for Father's Day. Golf Headquarters, your place to shop for Father's Day. Stop by 2900 University Avenue, Clock Tower Square, West Des Moines. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. The finals, Cleveland at the Golden State Warriors. But right now, we're going to do some college basketball. And the reason is John Bonencamp will join us, Burlington Hawkeye. It's always good when John comes on the show uh, because we get a chance to talk some Hawks. John, as always, welcome. And did you? the Tyler Cook news? Did the Tyler Cook news surprise you at all, or did you have a feeling that he would return? I didn't have a feeling one way or the other because I could see both happening. I just it was one of those things that that I I, I thought maybe he would just say, "Look, I, I'm going to go, you know, play professionally, whether it's here or in Europe." And and then on the other hand, I could, you know, like I said, I could have seen him coming back just because he may not have been ready to. To play, so you know. Either way, it, it, you know, I said I would. I would not. I wasn't surprised either way how he was gone. You know, John, when you go through it and Tyler Cook, the end of the season. Uh, one part that I do kind of wonder about it is just how much that wore on all the guys, all the players last season. You know, we were hearing maybe as many as five guys transferring away, mass transfers. I'm feeling like Dennis Dodd over here back in the day for the Hawkeye football. But, you know, it, it, it didn't come to fruition. Two guys that really weren't part of the plans next year, Ahmad Wagner and Brady Ellingson, that fell out of favor moving on. 
was it maybe just that raw emotion and us in the media cling to that a little bit more than we should have? Oh, I think, I think you know, when, when you look back and, and we talked to it back then and, and you had asked me about if there were going to be transfers, you just felt like, you know, whenever you have a season like they had, which, you know, I mean, you had a losing record, you, you didn't play well in a lot of games, um, the, the thoughts of, of players leaving, sure, that's the rumors, you know, those things come up. And and I and so yeah I do think you know by the end of the year I think there was a lot of just I mean I think the season was just a, a grind on everybody and I think that's kind of where those rumors started and you know and so yeah I, I just think you know the way everything ended there wasn't a lot of momentum you know heading into next year it just it, you know things just felt like it could all kind of come apart and like you said, other than other than the Mod Wagner and, and, and Brady Ellingson, everybody's going to be back unless something happens, you know, in the next couple of weeks, which I haven't heard anything one way or the other. But you never know. And it's like so. So now, now that they've kind of got everything settled out, now I think they can kind of move forward. Uh, John, one of the things that was so prevalent in last season was their lack of defensive capabilities. Right. That has to improve. Otherwise, it could be a similar scenario. I get the addition of Wieskamp. I get that. I understand why people then would be excited about that. But look, you, you gotta, you got the same guys. Now, some of those freshmen have, have a year under them. Um, I, I think they'll be able to score the basketball. That won't be the issue. Once again, can they adapt? And at least slow down the opposition at least a little bit. I think they have to, and I, I mean, I like I like the off season mentality of getting stronger, which I think is a part of defense, and, and where you can be if you're a stronger team, you can be more physical, you can do certain things. Um, but at the same time, to me, the, it, it's the deep, the defense is one thing, but it's a larger issue of. There was an awful lot of talk last year about disconnect. You know, they would say, you know, we're not connected. You know, there was a disconnect in this game. And a lot of that would be talked about when it comes to defense. So to me, the biggest thing about this summer is, is about building chemistry again. You know, everybody, like I said, everybody's back. They're adding a couple of new guys. You, you have a pretty good idea on what that roster is going to look like. Now it's a matter of just coming together and building, you know, some sort of cohesion that, you know, when you have disconnect, that means there's, there's an issue somewhere, whether it's communication issues, whatever. And so that's one of the things that I think really has to change. If that changes, I think the defense gets better. But, again, they also have to have that mindset, too, and we've talked about that, you know, time and again. This team has to have the mindset of working together, especially on the defensive end, if they want to be successful. And that's the big thing this summer. That's as big as anything else. You know, I said about Tyler Cook, you know, his numbers could be replaced in the aggregate when you start, you know, when you think about guys improving and the guys coming in and you can, you know, his numbers, it's just going to be a question of how can they be connected as a team. And that's going to be the big thing as they move forward this summer. And I think there's a chance of that, absolutely. There, there's a lot of talent on this team. It's about mm-hmm. buying in on that end of the floor. And, and I guess the good news from Hawkeye fans is, is they've seen this before. They've been a very poor defensive team and improved without a big roster turnover. So at the very least, you can hang your hat on that. Fran's done it before. He can do it again with this group. Sure. And, and, and I think probably in the feedback process, you know, in the evaluation process that, that Tyler Cook got and, and Isaiah Moss got, 
they probably were told, hey, you guys need to be better defensively. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen your game takes. We've seen how you fight. You know, they may have been told. And so that may be one of the biggest things that comes out of this evaluation process is, you know, they have some outside voices now saying, and again, I don't know what they exactly, they said, but it wouldn't surprise me if some of them said, hey, if you want to play at the next level, whether it's here in Europe, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to do things. You're going to have to play defense. You're going to have to, you know, be better on that end of the court because both of them are very fine offensive players in their own way, but they're just going to have to be better on the defensive end. And so if they take that to heart this summer and then in the next season, you know, that makes them a little better team because both of those guys are pretty good players. They're really good athletes, and they may, they may play a big role in, in, the defense, in the defense of this team. John Bonencamp is our guest. We're talking Hawks right now. John, with Tyler Cook returning and the process that he went through and the team workouts that he has, when you see him then in the first couple of games, how much improvement do you think you'll see in his game? Well, I would I would hope a lot because, I mean, I mean we, we've seen what he can do, and he did take a big step, and Fran talked about that play from his freshman to his sophomore year. You know, now he's going to take that next step, and if he does that on both ends of the court, this is a better team. I mean, he's he is by you know, I mean, he is by far you know the most explosive player on this team at getting the basket. He's a very hard player to defend, and so now if you add you know some more elements to his game, that's going to make him better, and I think that makes everyone else around him better. So you know, in that sense, I think that's where this evaluation process is good. Because, you know, you've got some outside voices now saying, hey, you got to do this, you got to do that. And he may take a lot of that to heart. And, I, and you'll see it, I hope. I mean, in his case, I, 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 would, I would think you'll see it in the first few games of the year. And, and you know, and even this summer when, when we see them in the prime time league. From Eastern Iowa back here to Central Iowa, John, and as we know, you're an AP voter. You keep your eyes on a little bit of everything. The Cyclones got some great news on their front yesterday as well with Lindell Wigington coming back. It feels, at least from my perspective, like there's a ton of upside with this team from Iowa State. With Wigginton back, where are your expectations right now? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think you know, again, that's a guy that's going to take a big step, I think, between his freshman and sophomore year. And so he was already a pretty good player. Now, it's just going to be the matter, I think, of blending what they've got coming in and some of the guys coming back. It, to me, to me it can't, you know, it's about chemistry for them. If, if they can work together, there's a lot of talent on that team. And if they can, they, they can get back to the MCA tournament very easily, you know, it's just a question of how does it all come together, where does it all sit. But it was a big thing to get him back because of, of how good he was last year and how good he was at, at, at doing, you know, all the things. that he, he does a lot of things for them, especially on offense. And so to have that back, I think, was really important. I think he had left. They might have struggled a little bit next season, but I think now with him back, it's just a matter of working together and getting, you know, getting it all kind of see where everything fits. But, but I do think this, that's an NCAA tournament team if it all works out. John, uh, quickly then take me to football because we're getting close on time. Uh, we saw the start time for the uh, Cyhawk game at 4 o'clock. Man, I'm telling you, if, if we get another barn burner this coming season like we had last season, uh, just dial me in. Just put me there. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know that, that's, that was the thing. I was kind of glad a lot of those game times came out. Now you get an idea on what what it's going to be like, and you know a lot of those games early in the season, they're, they're later in the afternoon, you know, early evening. You and I games at night, 
you know, I think it's going to be a fun. I think it's going to be fun September in Iowa City because I'm sure the Wisconsin game. You know, who knows where that ends up on TV and and what time? So I, I think September is going to be a lot of fun at, at Kinnick Stadium just because those are some interesting game times and and, and there's going to be some good games. I think. There it is, four o'clock start. What's your favorite when you're when you're on the beat? You're covering a game. You're not one of those old curmudgeons that just likes the 11 a.m. kickoffs, are you? Uh, depends on what I what else I have to do. Um, if I'm in a situation like we were last year, I'm also having to send copy off to the people who design our pages. I want an early game. Um, but <laughs> for if, I, if all I'm doing that day is just the game coverage, I'll take a 2.30 or a 6 o'clock start. It doesn't matter. You know, I kind of like later in the day. I like to sleep in a little bit on Saturday. <laughs> there you go. Man, it's all about me. Heart. <laughs> yeah, so, it's all about me, you guys. That's how they should schedule. So. Well, we've learned that. We've learned that, and that's why you're great to have on, because it's all about you, and you give us great stuff, as always. All right, well, we'll get out of here with this, Mr. Camp. Okay. Where are you with your Dodgers? You said it was going to be fine. Are you still fine? I, luckily, oh, that yeah, division's falling apart. Yeah, and I mean, you knew that was going to happen, and Justin Turner's back, Clayton Kershaw's back tonight. Uh, they're bringing up a pitcher from their incredibly rich farm system to pitch <laughs> tomorrow night. They'll be fine. So it's May, it's, you know, it's early June, long way to go, a lot of things can happen. So. Thank you, John. Good it's morning, always fun, John. man, when you come on the show. Yep, yep. Right. We'll talk to you. Yep, have a good one. See you later. That's John Bonencamp, Burlington Hawkeye. Great insight into the uh, Hawks. Look, I'm I'm ready for football right now, Trent. What do we got? Like ninety eight days, ninety nine days, something like that, until we get going. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Ninety three, yeah. maybe something like okay. that. But tons of start times out there. Iowa State at four o'clock. Oklahoma, Iowa State, though eleven a.m. Yeah. Jimmy B. Should yeah, that, yeah. Should that be a two thirty kickoff at the very least? I would I would have thought that would have been, but particularly with what happened last year right. and the predictions that Iowa State's going to be as good as most people believe that they will be. I don't know if they have a window where they can switch times or not, but if that's the case, hey, it is what it is. It'll be noon in the east and 11 for us. That's good. Hey, what other weird thing? Now, of course, with the Fox deal that the Big Ten has, there, there's a lot more different start times. It's not the old days where it was 11, 2.30 or a night game. A lot more. 4 o'clock we mentioned for Iowa State, but did you see the Iowa game out at Indiana is a noon kickoff, noon central time? How nuts is yes. that? Uh, I think it's a national game, too. Right. I think that's what I saw. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, so that's why. I know it is odd, but that's what it is. Another hour coming up next. We kick it off with Tyler Cook. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG.